Welcome to all those joining us for Likut HaLachas today. We're continuing in Yoradea Chelek Aleph, Hilchois Mo'inein Umenachesh Halacha Gimel, from the beginning. Today is Yud Aleph Kislev, we dedicate the learning, Leilu Nishmas, my Rebbe, our Rebbe, Horav Tziari Ben Siem, Rebbe Yisrael Abbas Horne We were just privileged to come from Harazesim, to be there with several minyonim, we had a Suda last night. Shem should help that all those that were present and all those that participated in any way whatsoever, he should be a Melitz toy for all of us and for all of Anshishlamino and all of Klai Yisrael. Mm-hmm. The Torah warns, Hashem says, there should not be among you any of those that pass their sons or daughters through the fire in the, the way that the idol worship is used to, koisim ksamim, people that practice all types of sorcery, mo'inein, umenachesh, umechashef, v'choyver These are all type, different types of magic and sorcery that the secular goyim used to do at that time. V'shoyel oi v'yedoini, and certain ways of bringing up the souls of people that had passed away, that we, the Jews, are not allowed to practice any of these things, but rather, we are required to be simple, straight with Hashem, not to, not to apply these wrong types of chachmois. Because these nations that were in Eretz Yisrael before us, these seven nations that we are, we are inheriting, the land that they were in, they listened to these people, these sorcerers and these kinds of people. But you, the Jewish nation, we don't follow those practices whatsoever. We didn't mention we dedicate the learning today for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it including Chaviva Chana Bazgalia, David Lei Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soralei Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Vayra Shirat Vayra Bas Miriam, Jonas Ben Hilda, Shlemenisim Ben Mazel, Yehoshua Yaakov Ben, Ben Freinde Rechel, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Chaim Arye Ben Brocha, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Tuvitzvi ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yehudis Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Yuspendel bas Gitaleya, Vilano bas Yuspendel, Sarocha bas Yuspendel, Meir ben Frida, Yentefradel bas Pesel, Besoich Shar Choli Yisrael. Al Pia Maimar Hamasfil, Rabbi Yonis Mishtoi, Belikute Kama, Simon Yudches. This haloch is based on chapter 18 in Likute Imran. Ayin Shom Kol Hamaymar Kulay. Study that entire chapter. As far as <coughs> what we can draw from there related to our topic, Rabbi Nazal says there, A person is not qualified to be a true leader in Klal Yisrael unless their emuna is 100%. And she'en shleimus achrov. It's got to be perfect, where there's no higher level than, than that. Complete perfection. Meaning, because even if the person believes even one slight thing 
from these different beliefs that the Goyim had at that time, for example, if a person is walking and a deer runs in front of them, that that's a bad omen. If a person believes in those kind of things, they're no longer qualified to be a leader in Klal Yisrael. Because we know the whole tachlis of Yiddishkeit is emuna. So in order to be a, a, a leader, he has to be solid in emuna. Rabbi Mazal says there that this, a true leader, a true tzaddik, is zoiche to get to understand the ultimate purpose, to understand and to realize the ultimate purpose of creation, shehu shiashua oilam haba, which is the pleasures of oilam haba which is this highest level understanding of Hashem. And we cannot possibly achieve that without the help of tzaddikim. The Baal Shem Tov said, This is the entrance way. This is the gateway to Hashem. What? Tzaddikim. That's the gateway. Through them, through them a person can enter and come close to Hashem. And each and every person, according to the way that person is rooted in the neshama of the tzaddik, that will define to what degree that person is able to achieve this ultimate tachlis, the pleasure of Olam Haba, Shehu tachlis shokol habriya kula, which is the ultimate purpose of the entire creation, shokol hadvorim shaboilam, of everything that exists in this world. Everything that exists in this world is there to help us, to help the Jewish people achieve this tachlis. Kilechol dovor yesh tachlis, because everything has a purpose. And this, what, what you're saying is the purpose, that has a greater purpose. I'm going to work to make money. Well, I'm making money to be able to buy things. I'm buying things in order to have children. And so on, in order to raise children, so on and so forth. The purpose of building a home is that the person should have a place to put their head down, to rest. And the purpose of being able to rest is to be able to have the energy that I need to serve Hashem. And the ultimate purpose of serving Hashem is and so on and so forth. In that chapter, in chapter 18 in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nassau goes into a lot of detail explaining this concept of the tachlis and what's the tachlis of the tachlis going all the way to the top. Paragraph Aleph, now Rabbi Nassau begins his explanation. Based on that chapter in the Kutimran, we'll understand why the Torah forbids us to follow these practices that the Goyim used to practice, magic, sorcery, uh, stargazing. Because all of those people who consult with stargazers 
and people that practice these kind of sorcery, people are looking for advice. They're looking to know what to do. And therefore, should I start this business or not? Should I marry this person or not? And they go to these kind of people hoping that they're going to be able, by looking into their crystal ball, by looking, using their methods, they're going to be able to guide me what to do. Whereby a person doesn't know how to conduct themselves regarding a particular issue, whether they should do it or not, should I go into this business venture or not? And therefore they go to these people who use these methods with the hope that these people will be able to advise me. They're called advisors. Because those people who believe in these things, they're connected to this, they're attached to this. Lamashal, for example, Im an example of some of the things that these things these people look at. If a deer suddenly passed by the person while they were on the road, when the person was eating and the bread fell out of their mouth, these heimoimrim, they say, that's a bad omen. That's a bad omen. That's an indication that you shouldn't be doing something. And they'll use that as, a, as an excuse to tell the person that you should not be going into this business venture. Or they'll tell the person that this particular month or this particular time is a good opportunity to start something. Rab Nassim says the truth is they are fools. They don't know anything. Because a person can definitely not receive real advice the real advice through these methods. And now he's going to explain why. He's going to explain where real advice comes from and how. The truth is, where do people, where do we find ourselves in this kind of situation where we don't know what to do, where there are choices to be made, decisions to be made, and we don't know what to do? It's only in this world, after Hashem already created the world. Because if we look back at pre-creation, then there were no two choices. There were no choices. There was no light and darkness. There was no day and night. There was no good and bad. There was only oneness and goodness. So there, there's no concept of knowing what to do, what choice to make, what decision to make. The whole concept of seeking advice only really applies when there are two paths to take, or there are two ways to conduct myself, and the person doesn't know which one should I follow. And then the person needs guidance, advice, to know which path to take, which thing should I do. But when you're in a place of oneness, there's only good, 
There's no need for advice or guidance. There's only one direction to go in. The whole necessity for advice and guidance is only after creation. This will explain why in the Sifrei Kabbalah and Sifrei Hasidus it refers to advice as associated with the feet. I need to know which way to go, which way should I go. That's the terminology that's used. And the Torah refers to it as the feet. Kemoshikosov, as it says clearly, when Yisroi is speaking, advising Moshe Rabbeinu to set up a court system, to set up a whole hierarchy, he says, V'chol ho'om asher baraglecha, and this entire nation which is at your feet. And the, Rashi quotes the Gemara, which says, V'dosha v'senzal, ha'holchem achar hatsoscha, at your feet means they follow your lead, they follow your advice. So we see that Eitzos is called Raglecho. Ki Iker ho Eitzos bebechinas achar abriya, shehu bechinas raglen. Because as we said before, the whole necessity for advice is only once there was a creation, which is referred to as the feet also. Bechinas v'ho oretz hadoim ragloi. The pasuk says the world is the footstool of Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 54 in the Kutimran in the beginning. He says that really the only aspect of Hashem that's revealed in this world is Kaviyochel, the lowest aspect of Hashem, Hashem's feet. As the Pesach says, And this also explains why the Gemara says that advice comes from the kidneys and the Zohar Kodesh tells us that the kidneys, which are in the lower part of the torso, they're associated with the thighs, with the legs. The spheroids of Netzach and Hoid. That's where advice comes from. That's where Nevoah came from. That's where, when Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, He spoke to him, Mi bein shnei ha-kruvin from between the two cherubs. Now those kruvim had baby faces in them. The Sifrei Kabbalah explained <coughs> that within the Midas of Hashem, Chesed, Gvura, Teferis are called Ovois. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov correspond to Chesed, Gvura, Teferis. If they are Ovois, then Netzach, Hoid, Yesoid are Bonim, are children. And that's why the faces on the kruvim were children's, the child faces to show that that represented these midos of Netzach and Hoid, from which the guidance of Hashem came forth. Hashem spoke from there. Sheheim bechinas eitzos, kayadua. And the Zohar Kodesh tells us <coughs> that Netzach and Hoid is the place from which eitzos come from. A person would say, what are you talking about? Advice comes from the brain, from the head, <coughs> or at least from the heart. The answer is, the Sforim explain that the Seichel starts in the brain. It originates in the brain, but it has to travel down in order for it to be processed. Just like the seed, the zera from which a child is born, <coughs> originates in the brain, travels down, down to the cloyos, to the kidneys, where it goes through a final processing and then comes out to be able to produce the child. So to Seichel, 
in intellect starts out in the brain, but the real shleimus, the completion of the thinking process, is done in the cloyos, in the kidneys. <clears throat> the Gemara says, asks, who was Avraham, Avraham Avinu's Rebbe? Who was his rabbi? Who taught him? And the Gemara says, his kidneys, his cloyos, gave him advice. They advised him. The Iker Chisorain Hoetza, Humachmas She'en Yoidim Hatachlis Shokoldovar. Now, Rav Nosanzal explains the reason why we don't know what to do, we don't know what choices or decisions to make, is because we don't, oh, we don't really understand the ultimate purpose of something. Because if we would know the end of something, if we would know that if we, we're starting to develop a company, if we would know that this company is eventually going to grow and succeed, then there wouldn't be any question, any doubt as to what to do. For instance, person isn't sure should they get involved in business A or business B. And the ultimate purpose of either business is to make money, to make profit. So the person should have the pranosa that they need. So the reason why the person is in doubt and needs advice is because he doesn't know which one of these two businesses will help me achieve the goal. Because he doesn't need the business. The business itself isn't really his, his interest. A person who's doing business selling candles. He doesn't need the wax. He doesn't need the candles. His whole question is, how do I make money? What's going to make money? That's his purpose. That's his goal. And because of this, people are constantly unsure, in doubt, and they don't know what to do. It's interesting, I mentioned this in the past. The Bnei Yisachar says that in Kiddush Levana, we, we, we say something interesting about Hashem. We say, Poyel Emes, Shepeulosoi Emes, Hashem is a poyelemes, he's a true worker, and his work is true. What is that? And he explains, he says, a person comes knocking on my door, and he says, I'm the plumber, I'm here to fix your pipe. You called me. He says, that's not really true. He's not there to fix my pipe, he's here to make $200, or $500, or $1,000. That's what he's here for. Proof is, if he got a call a minute later, or a minute earlier, of someone who wanted to give him a thousand dollars, he ain't interested in my pipe and my oil, and that doesn't mean anything, he wants to make money. So a human being who has personal needs, by us, 
our work is not really emes. When I say I'm going to work to do this, I'm going to work to make my, I'm going to work to support my family. That's what I'm going to work for. But Hashem, who has no personal needs, Hashem doesn't need anything from anyone. When Hashem says he's doing something, it's really true. It's an accurate description of what Hashem is doing. Hashem is poel emes and his poel is emes. Now Rav Nosanzal takes us to another level. However, a person who looks to the ultimate purpose of everything, the Iker Kavanosoi Be'emes Bechol Dovor, Hurak Lahasik Tachlis Ha'achron, and the person's real intention in anything they're doing, getting up in the morning, getting dressed, going out, their ultimate purpose is the tachlis ha'achroim, the final tachlis is I want to be zorcheh to get into Olam Haba. I want to be zorcheh to connect to Hashem on the highest level. That person definitely gets true, proper guidance. And in actuality, that person doesn't need Eitzos every moment because the ultimate purpose, when we talk about Ganeidin, Olam Haba, the Torah defines that as oneness, as wall-to-wall goodness. Remember the Pesach, that nowadays, down here on earth, there's good and bad. Over there, there's no such thing as good and bad. There's only good, there's only oneness. So if that's my focus, if my focus is there where it's all one, then there isn't so many twos. There aren't so many. There's no question, should I eat tray for or not eat tray? It, it, there are things that aren't, aren't a question anymore whatsoever. Vishon when you're connecting up there, over there there's no, there's no issue of doubt, of being unsure of what to do. Because the truth is, if a person does a good thing, or even if a person does something negative, the Torah teaches us that everything goes according to the intent of the person, what the person's true intention is. As, as the Gemara says, Hashem wants your heart. Hashem wants to know what's inside your heart, what's your true intention. And as the Gemara says, The most important thing is that your intentions should be sincere. Your intentions are for the sake of Hashem, for Hashem's covering. There's a story told by, about the Baal Shem Tov, that he was walking the street, and unfortunately, during his time, there were many people who spoke against Hasidim and spoke against the Baal Shem Tov and said terrible things to the point where there were people, simple people then, who their method of, of, of responding to this is to throw rocks. So there was a woman, an elderly woman, who saw somebody walking and, and they told her, this is the Baal Shem Tov. So she bent down, she wanted, to try, she wanted to try to pick up a rock and she couldn't do it. She was too weak, too old, too tired. So she said, Hashem, you know that I really want to pick up that rock. You know that I really want to throw that rock. But I can't. 
please let it be considered as if I as if I did it. He wants and the Balshemta have heard about this, and he said she's going to be rewarded. Her intentions are pure. She's been told that this is a mitzvah. She wants to do a mitzvah. She wants to do the will of Hashem. The people that misguided her have another issue. She's been misguided. She's been told this is a mitzvah. But her intentions were pure. So when a person's intentions are really pure and a person makes a mistake, a person doesn't know the laws of Shabbos, a person's walking in the street on Shabbos and they suddenly realize that they're carrying in a place where there's no Eruv. And the person stops. I don't want to carry. I'm carrying every step. And they don't know that stopping is what, what clicks the button. Stopping is what registers the sin. As long as you're still in motion, if you're still in motion, and while you're in motion, you toss the item, you did not complete the act of carrying. Carrying requires Akira and Hanukkah, two steps. But again, if a person didn't know and their intentions are sincere, the Pesach says, Obviously, we're supposed to try to learn the laws. We're supposed to try to get to know but until a person knows, every, as long as a person is trying to learn, if, if the intention is good, the intention is sincere, that's what's most important to Hashem. The Gemara has a discussion as to which, which, is, which a person receives more reward for, an Avera Lishma or a Mitzvah Shaloi Lishma. The case of Yael, who had relations with Sisra, a Goy, but her intentions were 100% pure. She knew this person is out to destroy whole Klal Yisrael. And she did it in order to weaken him, in order to kill him and save the whole Klal Yisrael. Or the case of the daughters of Light, where their intentions at the time were told were sincere. They were under the impression they saw that the world had been destroyed. They thought that they were the only people alive at the time. And if they wouldn't commit that act with their father, that would be the end of mankind. We see that Dovar HaMelech, Moshiach, came from there. From Moyov came Dovar HaMelech, Moshiach. But someone say, how is it possible? This is incest. This is the most disgusting abomination. The answer is the intentions there were sincere. V'yalkein, and therefore, Mi Shechos Al-Nafshoi, a person who really cares about themselves, Umistakel Al-Hatachles O'Achroim, and looks to the real future, and with anything and everything that the person does, whether they're learning Torah, whether they're eating, they're sleeping, they're exercising, whatever they're doing, their purpose is always, their intention is, I'm doing this in order to help me get to that ultimate goal. Which is the pleasure of Olam Haba, which is to achieve the highest possible recognition and understanding of Hashem. Even though it's true that even in Yiddishkeit, even in religion, there are many, many different paths that a person can take that are in front of the person, and the person doesn't know necessarily which path is going to enable me to achieve the highest level of recognition of Hashem. As we find many places in Tehillim that Dovar HaMelech is pleading with Hashem regarding this. 
כמו שכוסף הוירני השם דרכך, אהלך בעמיתך, השם please show me your path, let me be zeicher to go with your truth, because the Gemara tells us before the coming of Moshiach, there's going to be a lot of flags that are going to say emes, each one is going to say I'm the emes, I'm the emes, and each one is going to be giving advice as to what you should be doing. Dover HaMelech says, אהלך בעמיתך, he could have said אהלך באמס, he doesn't say that. He says, Hashem, lead me with your MS. I want to know the real, real truth. Hashem, lead me with your Eitzah. There are many psukim like this throughout Tehillim. But still, im iker kavanosoi be'emes l'shamayim b'chol dover, if a person's real intentions in whatever they're doing is that they want to serve Hashem, they want to please Hashem, they want to be zoichet to get to Olam Haba, that they want to get to that ultimate tachlis, then whatever that person will do, and however that person will behave, that person will definitely eventually be zoicha to that real tachlis. On condition that the person doesn't go off the path of Torah. He's not mechal Shabbos. He doesn't eat trade. He's not doing things that are clearly against Hashem. And saying he's doing it to have energy to serve Hashem. Know Hashem in all of your ways. Be conscious of Hashem in everything you're doing. Everything you're doing should be for the sake of Hashem. And then Hashem will smooth out your path. Hashem will put you on the Derech HaYosho. The first part of that pasuk, what that's telling us is that in all the paths you go on, whatever you're doing, have in mind, I'm doing this for Hashem. I'm doing this to serve Hashem. I'm doing this to come close to Hashem. I'm doing this to enable me to come close to Hashem. That's the final goal. Vaoz, and if that'll be your attitude, who yeyasher or Hashem will straighten out and smooth out your path. Ki oz because then Hashem will definitely lead you on the on the righteous path. And Hashem will send you proper advice, proper guidance as to what the proper choices to make are, what the, what the right derech to go on is. The Balshemto says on these words, in all of your paths, know Hashem. The word da means to unite. Odom united with his wife Chava. Da Hevov. Your intention in everything you do should be to unite the He and the Vov. The He at the end of Hashem's name, Yudke Vovke, with that Vov in front of it. 
The Vav is part of the Yudke Vav. Everything we're doing should be L'Shem Yichud Kuchibrichu Shchimte. I want my actions to bring about a union, a divine union between Hashem and the Shechina. Ki be'emes i'efsha lahasig shum eitza kiim bechinas hatachles o'achroin shehu hasolas Hashem isborach. Because the truth is, it's impossible to really know what to do without focusing on the ultimate purpose, which is achieving a connection to Hashem Kaviyohu, who is mekoyer v'shoyosh kol ha'etzah sheboilam. Hashem is the source and roots of all advice. Kishom hu achas. Because at that final tachlis, over there at the end, at the finish line, it's all oneness. Bechinas kula yechod. V'chol ha'etzos. We say, Ani rishoin v'ani achroin. Umi balod elikim. Hashem says, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. I'm the keser and I'm the malchus. So if a person focuses either on the beginning before creation or he focuses on the end, then there's no confusion. V'chol ha'etzos ha'amitios ha'nechoinos and all true, proper advice comes from there, comes from that tachlis, from that oneness. And a person who wants to be zeichet to real, true, proper advice will not achieve that unless they connect post-creation with pre-creation. Dahainu sheyekasher kol dovor lashmisporach, meaning connecting everything in this world to Hashem. A cup of coffee, how do you connect it to Hashem? Baruch Hashem alekeinu melech oilam Everything in the world, looking to see the Hashem in it, or looking to see how I can connect it to Hashem. And my intention in anything and everything I do should be for that ultimate purpose. For Hashem. And all of the person's actions should be for the sake of heaven. That person is guaranteed that they will have the proper advice. To receive proper advice from, from Hashem, who is pre-creation, or from the end of time, when, they'll be, when we're told there'll be all oneness. And the person will be able to succeed in drawing proper advice from there into here, into this world. Because this world is post-creation. And it's here, in this arena, that there's all of these doubts, all of this diversity, all of these choices. And the person is from this world to connect to pre-creation, which is also or to oilam haba, 
lebechinas hatachlis to the ultimate purpose sheshom hu eitzo shleima because there there's complete eitzo which is eitzo achas there it's all oneness bechinas kul ayechod shehu mekor kol ha eitzos which is the source of all eitzo the source of all knowledge and wisdom doesn't come from chachma and bina. Chachma bina gets it from, from above them, which is the keser, the crown. There, in chachma and bina, there's a concept of a right and a left, because chachma is associated with the nekuda pasach, opening up. That's already in this world, a concept in this, where the light opens up. But when we go above, when we go to the keser, there we're told it's all oneness. There is no concept of a left side there. So therefore we conclude that all of the advice and guidance that a person needs in this world, all the choices that I need to make, it's impossible to really get it unless I attach this world to the next world, to the tachlis, to the ultimate goal. Paragraph Gimel. We'll take the question after we finish this paragraph. But a person who doesn't think about that few, they don't think about Olam Haba, they don't think about Hashem, they, they, I'm living in this world. They, they're only focusing on what's in front of them in this world. They're not considering the, the ultimate goal, the purpose. Their intention and everything they're doing is not that I'm doing this to achieve that ultimate goal. That person will not be zoicha to, to know what choices to make, what decisions to make. Because when a person separates this world from the ultimate future, then that person's decision-making is always split in two. And that person cannot know what to do, what the right choices to make is. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah defined this world is a world of diversity, of separation. In this world, in Olam Hazer, there's no such thing as clear, proper direction. And the truth is, such a person really doesn't know what they're doing. They don't know what to do. It's impossible for that person to achieve the right Eitzah. Since their intention is not Hashem. Their intention is not their ultimate goal. As the Pasuk says in Mishlei, when it's against Hashem, when you're not connecting to Hashem, so those people who are going to advisors or psychiatrists who don't believe in Hashem, who don't really believe in the Torah properly, 
There's no possibility of that person getting it right, knowing what to tell a person, how to advise the person. Because such a person, whichever choice they make, they're in trouble. They're in a lose-lose situation. Lamashal, for example, person's not sure, should I go into this business or that business? Because he doesn't know which business is going to succeed, which one is going to make profit. If this person's intentions are not to use those prophets to serve Hashem, to do mitzvahs and toivim, He's in a lose-lose situation. If he loses money, he's losing. If he makes money, he's losing. Because if he'll make money, what's he going to do with that? What's What's going to be accomplished with that money? He'll eat more garbage? He'll eat more trace? He'll do more sins? And the Torah tells us that a person who doesn't believe in Hashem, even if he ha- has wealth, his whole life is anger and suffering. And loaded with worries and insecurities. People think that wealth gives a person security. Go to the real wealthy people who are not religious, who don't believe in Hashem, go find out how secure they are, how, how really secure they feel. They're the most insecure people in the world. They're constantly, they're afraid of, they're sh- afraid of everything. And the person will go to their, their final destination naked. They're not going to accomplish anything with their efforts. And the way they came, they're going to leave this world with nothing. What benefit does he have? He's working for wind. He's working for nothing. Because when a person leaves this world, they are not accompanied by gold or silver or precious stones. The only thing that goes with the person when they're leaving this world is their Torah and good deeds. So therefore, a person whose intentions are not to serve Hashem, to please Hashem, no advice is going to really help them. If the advice helps them make money, they're in a lose-lose situation. Whatever choice they make, they're a loser. If he's rich, he's a loser. If he's poor, he's a loser. Nothing is going to change that. Any questions? question in the chat, but a person who wants to reach the real tachlis still needs to support their family. And for this, they do need advice <coughs> what to do to succeed. How does Rabbi Nelson Zal say that such a person doesn't really need Eitzas? We're going to see right now. But when a person's intentions are the proper intentions, that whatever I do, my housework, my cleaning, my laundry, everything, I'm doing it for the sake of Hashem. I'm doing it to be zorcha, to get into Hashem's good graces. Azai kol hadrochim toivim lefonov. 
then whatever path that person takes, whatever choice they make, is good. As the Gemara says, whether a person does more or a person does less, the most important thing, that's not what's going to matter most. What's going to matter most is if their intentions were sincere, they're a winner. They won. And other similar statements in the Torah. Number one, so this person is a win in a win-win situation. Whatever they do, they're a winner. If their intentions are sincere for Hashem, whatever choice they made, whatever decision they made, they won. And in addition, such a person will be to receive real proper Eitzah coming from the source of all Eitzahs, from pre-creation, from the Tachlis, which is the source of all Eitzahs. Because the whole concept of advice is to get to the finish line. What's going to help me make, get to my final goal? And therefore, the ultimate goal, the real ultimate goal, is the source of all Eitzos. And this is also why the Torah is called the 613 Eitzos. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, by attaching himself to Hashem, to the point where he was to achieve that final tachlis. He was to achieve the highest possible understanding of Hashem that he possibly could achieve. And he was to know what the ultimate purpose in life is. That's what enabled him to be zeichet, to receive from Hashem the entire Torah, shehu taryag itin hagdoshim doiraisa, which is the 613 holy pieces of advice of the Torah. Ki zeichet lekabel kol ha'etzois hagdoshim. He was zeichet to receive all holy advice, sherak al yodam levad masikinus hatachlis amiti, through which it's only through all of that advice that's written in the Torah that a person will achieve the true ultimate goal, Shehu which is the final goal, Shehu which is the pleasures of Olam Haba. whereas the other nations, who refused to accept the Torah, they didn't have the privilege of accepting Nemar Bohem, about them, the Pasuk says, Utsu Vesufar. They're going to try to come up with all kinds of advice and plans, and their advice and plans is going to get pushed aside. Hashem Heifirat Saskoyim. Hashem pushes aside the, the advice of these other nations. Kienuhem Shum They don't have any real proper Eitzah because they are completely focused and attached to the physical world, to the materialistic world. 
ואין מכוונים בשביל התכלס. Their intentions and what they do is not for any future. Paragraph Dalit, ובשביל זה הם כרוכים החשטוסים אלו. And it's for this reason, because their focus is only אוילם הזה, only materialism, that's why they are drawn to this nonsense. These sorcerers and fortune tellers and vehemoinenen umenachshim vekoismem vetoilem eitzoiseyem b'shtusem elu. And they seek advice. They depend on advice coming from these kind of sources. Ki heim roitzem lekabel eitzoiseyem because they want to draw their advice from materialistic things, from this physical world. They are totally enamored and, and involved in this world. They're not connected to any future world. Therefore, they want to draw Eitzos from this world only, from physical things, materialistic things, to the point where this has misled them into all kinds of nonsense and foolishness like this. For example, if you see a deer running past you on the, on the way, or the examples that the Gemara gives of things that the Goyim used to believe in in those days, or this time, all kinds of superstitions, as they're called. This is a good time to start something. Because they connect everything to space and time, location, a particular location and a particular timing. Because they are totally, totally wrapped up in the desires of this materialistic world. And they have caused, they have made a separation, a break between this world and pre-creation. Therefore, they want to draw their advice from this world, from the materialistic world. A question, so if, if a person is mechaving to the best of their ability, that all their thoughts and deeds and actions should be l'shem shamayim, for the sake of Hashem, is the person guaranteed proper etzah and that they'll go b'derech hayosha? The answer is yes. The Gemara says, b'derech sh'odom on the path that a person wants to go on, on that path Hashem will lead that person. So that if the person is really sincere, and here's where sometimes it's not so easy for a person to realize that on their own. We can't necessarily judge our own sincerity sometimes. We think we know what tmimus means, what sincerity means, but sometimes until you come across a real level of tmimus, then the person suddenly opens their eyes and says, wow, here I thought I was already such a tzaddik, I see I have a long way to go. How does a person know whether their kavon is really l'shem shamayim? That too is very hard to really check. We normally assume that it's mixed up with all sorts of ulterior motives. That's correct. <clears throat> I remember once mentioning to one of my rebbe's about what the Gemara speaks about learning Torah l'shma. And I remember he looked at me and laughed like, you know, 
Like, you have no idea what that means. Because again, the Mishnah says in Pirkei Ovois that a person who learns Torah the Shema is Zoycha, and he gives a list of like 50 different things. He's Zoycha to humility and to love, Hashem, to, to love Hashem, to love everyone, and to be beloved by everyone. There's Zoycha that, that, that Hashem reveals secrets of Torah to them, etc., etc. The, the answer is, therefore, this is a lifelong quest. This is something that we're supposed to pray for every day, to search for the emes, to, to want to try to become more honest and more truthful and more sincere, but to know that there are levels and levels in this. And again, we're talking about Sadiqim hundreds of years ago, that for them, they had to strive very hard for this. For us, for sure, we have to strive very hard. And if we realize that we're far from this, to search for someone who is closer to this. This is why the Gemara says, Make for yourself a Rav and get out of Suffolk. Suffolk means lack of Eitzah. Suffolk means doubt, not sure. This, that, this, that, this, that. If I'm not qualified, if I'm not yet on the Madrega of Lishmo, if I'm not yet on a Madrega that everything I do is for Tachlis, then I have to look for somebody who's closer to that madrega and try to get close to that type of person or to try to join a group of friends that are striving for this, where this is their goal. Even if they're not there yet, they want to get there. They know that there is such a thing. They're aware of such a thing. And they're aware that they're far from it. Those people that are fooling themselves, thinking that they're already tzaddikim, they're already there, they have the worst problem. The, the fact when a person knows and realizes that they're far from this, that already is a major, major success. Remember we have the story, the mushal that Rabbeinazal gave about a king and his stargazers told him that they foresaw that in the next year there wasn't going to be any grain crop. There wouldn't be any grain whatsoever. And as a result of that, the Torah tells us that grain is what gives a person their intelligence. The five grains correspond to the hey hayedia das and everything. So that, that he was discussing with his advisors, what do we do? So one one advisor said, "Simple, you're a king. Let's stock up now this year while there is grain. We'll stockpile tons of grain so that nobody they won't have, but we'll have grain. We'll, we'll retain our our intellect." The king thought about it and he said, "No, that's not the solution." Because every, if everybody is zigging and we're zagging, we're going to be the nuts. Like the people who go into a zoo and they're looking at the animals in the cage and they start making faces at the, at the animals. And the animals look at each other and say, look at those animals, look at those idiots. Behind, look at those idiots in the cage, <laughs> behind the bars. So the king said, that's not a solution. And, and they realize the solution is that they're going to put a mark on their forehead. Each one of these people who is aware of this is going to put a mark on the forehead. And when they look at each other, they're going to be reminded of the fact that this year there's no grain crop. Therefore, our intellect is at an all-time low. <clears throat> Therefore, any big decisions that we have to make, if we can postpone it to next, we'll, we'll postpone it. <clears throat> and by that, and Rabbi Nizal told this Moshal, that by the recognition, realization, that my seichel is not b'shleimus, 
that puts me way, way ahead of the majority of the world who are fooling themselves and making all kinds of decisions and choices, running around as if they know what they're doing and hurting themselves and hurting other people, Rahman al-Sun, in the process. And the Torah has taken us away from these kind of things, this sorcery and superstitions, because all of these things are in the category of the tumor of the snake, the original snake who convinced Adam and Chava to eat from the Eitz Hadas. Because he's, it's delicious, and it'll improve your knowledge, intellect, it'll make you be as smart as Hashem. The snake convinced them and said to them, You know how the Creator became so smart? He ate from this tree, and that's what gave him the knowledge and everything to do. That's why he doesn't want to eat you to eat from this tree. He doesn't want any competition. This snake turned everything upside down, as if to say that Hashem... (coughs) got his greatness from the physical from, from something physical. Our mission statement is to connect post-creation back to pre-creation. And one of the best ways that we accomplish that is by showing faith. which is the foundation of the whole Torah. By us really believing that Hashem created everything and Hashem is running everything, by doing that, we attach the entire creation, post creation, with pre creation. And what is real emuna? The Pasuk says in Tehillim, it's what comes out of your mouth. If what comes out of your mouth is what comes out of your mouth is thank you Hashem that I woke up this morning, that I opened my eyes this morning, that I'm able to walk, that I'm able to eat, I'm able to think. That's emuna. That's connecting post-creation with pre-creation. Whereas they made everything upside down by following the advice of the snake, the tolu begashmius, and they made it appear that everything, knowledge and everything, is dependent on something physical. That you know how creation came about? Not Hashem, this tree. This tree is responsible for creation. Hashem ate from this tree, meaning it's gashmius that's driving everything. And that's what these other guys are doing also. These people who believe in superstitions and sorcery and these things and the signs of the zodiac. They're looking to draw knowledge and wisdom and advice from physical things in this world. Whereas the truth is just the opposite. 
within the materialism of this world, there is no Eitzah. Ve'ikr ho'Eitzah yefshel l'kabel kiin mehatachlis mebechines koydem abriah. The place from which we draw Eitzah is from the tachlis, from pre-creation. Hainomei Hashem isborah from Hashem. And therefore we have to connect post-creation with pre-creation. There's the, the story of the Rebbe Rebzusha, that, that a student came, a person came to him crying hysterically that his father was a religious man, a very religious man his whole life, and his father passed away a short while ago, and his father came to him in a dream and told him to convert, to shmat, to convert to another religion. And the dream came to him a few times and he's going crazy. What, what, what's going on here? And the Rebbe Rebzusha said to him, listen carefully, I want you to go to the graveyard, to the cemetery. I want you to dig up your father's grave. You're going to find a cross in there, a tzelem, that the Goyim put in there. When they couldn't convert the living, they tried to convert the dead. <laughs> You'll take out the cross, everything will be okay. So that, that when he heard this, whoa, what ruach HaKodesh. This is, how, how could he possibly have known? He went to the cemetery, he did it, sure enough, he found it. And I, I heard this story later, years later, somebody mentioned to me, how did that come about? When they were burying the person, there was a priest going by, and while the thing was open, he tossed this in, nobody saw, so that they, they should bury it with the mace. And that's why this, this father was coming to Megenig with this horrific message. So word started spreading in the city that Reb Zusha has Ruach HaKodesh. How could he possibly have known such a thing? And the word got back to the Vilna Goin, who was living at the time, and they said, wow, we say the Hasidim don't learn, look at this, he's got Ruach HaKodesh. He said, Ruach HaKodesh baloni, it's a Yerushalmi. There's a story like this that appears in the Talmud Yerushalmi. The only thing I can't figure out is, how did he know the Yerushalmi? Hasidim don't learn. They don't even learn Bavli. How would he have gotten to Yerushalmi? And this joke got back to the Rebbe Rebzusha. He heard it, and he thought about it, and he said, he's right. I didn't get it from the Yerushalmi. I got it from the same place that the Yerushalmi got it from. <laughs> Meaning, I, I didn't read the book. I saw the movie. I, I got it from Hashem, the one, the originator of the Yerushalmi. That's where tzaddikim draw their advice from. They're the ones who negate. They work constantly at negating the materialism. Less gashmius, less gashmius, more ruchmius. They keep focusing not on this world, on the future world. Their whole interest is on... And by doing that, they make this connection to Hashem. They're able to draw Eitzah from Hashem. We should be zoicha to come close to Talmidei Hachonim Amitiyim, Tzadikim Amitiyim, to the Torah HaKtoisha, to the Sefer of Eitzos. And, and Rabbi Nezal quotes the Gemara. The Gemara says, imagine those fools who stand up for a Sefer Torah and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham. A Talmud Chacham is higher than a Sefer Torah. So if the Torah is Taryagitin, Moshe Rabbeinu, the words Moshe Rabbeinu is Bigimatria Taryag, 613. He's the, 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 the higher Taryag than the written Torah. We should be zeicher to come close to Moshe Rabbeinu, to the Tzadikim Amitiyim, and to have the proper Eitzah, and to be zeicher to the Gula Shleimah, Amen. Amen.